2: And
3: We're gonna watch
2: some crap LodgeCast And then the Lodgemaster Chats
3: With Lucas And Bishki.
2: Episode 137 3,000 Years of Longing Hello and welcome to a deep in the heat wave edition of the LodgeCast I'm your Lodge Master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Hot Brother Lucas is on assignment tonight, but we got two, count them, two champions in his stead. Lodge Mistress Millie.
1: I'm melting.
2: And Brother Justin. I wish it wasn't so hot. God, it's so fucking hot. Hot. It's Labor Day weekend, heat wave. And you can tell so many people are here just sucking up the AC that the AMC has to offer because (laughs) we are all the way down in the sub, sub, sub basement of the Burbank 16 parking structure. like
0: 115 out there. Oh
2: my God. In in the parking lot. (laughs) But we are out here for you, dear listener, (laughs) to take in George Miller's latest flight of fancy, 3,000 years of longing. I saw the trailer for this, but as I was watching it, I knew in my bones of bones that it was going to be such a Lodgecast movie that I purposely clouded my eyes and ears and brain so as not to retain anything if I could help it. Yeah. I did the same
4: thing. I forgot the whole trailer. I guess subconsciously, I was also saving myself for the Lodge cast. You're
2: saving yourself, keeping yourself pure. All I know is that it looks bazonkers. Bazonkers. I think there's
0: dragons afoot.
2: <laughs> Good. I do not know this trailer. There may be dragons what is our history with george miller we need to exalt this man i feel i watched mad max last night 1979
0: How, on a how's that holding up airplane back into la <laughs> I, um yeah it's pretty good um i think you know uh road Warrior is probably the best one i i i do think maybe they're a mad max fury road i did like i it was way too built up for me so i it, oh, it, 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 sure it was like I was like, "This is going to be better than T 2 I was just like, "This is going <laughs> to be." You were
2: over. You were overstimulated. Yeah, because
0: it was just like all the ratings were like beyond. Yeah, but Mad, um, Mad Max is
4: like the Fast and Furious franchise where it just got really, really ridiculous and cartoony to the point where if you came in late and then went and
2: watched the original, yeah. you'd be like,
4: "What the fuck is
2: this?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I had the perfect amount of hype for Fury Road because it hit me just right. And I just got done reading the book about the making of Fury Road, which was pretty much a 20 year ordeal for George Miller. And so I'm just rooting for the man. I mean, if you can keep a vision alive for that long and you have a studio with just the most asinine notes at every turn trying to fuck up your shit Mm -hmm. and you have... The elements working against you, making it so that the desert you were going to shoot in has now become a lush garden (laughs) due to rain. I'm rooting for this guy. I'm going into this movie tonight with so much love and light. I had a Babe, Pig in the City poster in my mm. freshman dorm room. He did. Confirmed. Holy shit. Yeah, Babe, Babe, Pig in the City. Two
0: big <laughs> thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert, I remember. Yeah.
2: And he he just produced Babe, but Babe, Pig in the City was a dark masterpiece <laughs> that hit just at the right time in my development, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, kids love happy feet. I've never seen his happy feet films. have not but seen happy feet but i just assume he did those so that they'd let him do shit like this yeah. you know he is a magical man and he's he's an elder statesman too i mean he's, he's his
0: upper 70s now
2: yeah he's got to be old so if magical milster has no idea what's going on with this movie do you even know who's in it no oh okay. great we'll just, great we'll keep that we'll just keep it entirely muted But, yeah, I hear the dragon wings flapping in the distance. Hopefully the heat hasn't squelched their passion and their spirit, but they are born of fire. So hopefully the AC is just pumping. Oh, pump it. Please, please, AMC.
4: Be pumping it. We're so far down in this parking structure. I swear I just saw a
2: chud. (laughs) (laughs) I think there are chuds among us. Let's not belabor this any further Let's go in with love and light in our hearts and keep an eye on those skies for dragons. 3,000 years of longing, y'all. 3,000, y'all.
3: 3,000. I cranked up lyrical flows. Spit, spats, what's that? The pattern records. Don't touch the dots. Yo, check out the pro skills. metaphor fulfilled. Contact, react, the style. I'm back, you lack. Channels and handles. Automators on the panels. Turning off some slobs. Suckers like Bass and rocks. Carvel, don't tell. Your whole crew is ice cream. Fudge at the budge, making moves, stepping grooves, and ride the pace like I 33. Dark shades, now you're seeing me. Rap moves on to the year 3000. 3000. For red, 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 see the black card, it ain't hard, pick and choose you lose, oops you lost. Check out the boss on um, Broadway down the walkway, suckers with mics and end up with tubes decay. I, the doctor, stop ya, in your world, rock ya. Heads bar forever tunes and they won't stop, like hip hop keeps growing, sicka sicka showing. Scratches and matches, business money reattaches worldwide, deep inside stocks to diamond rocks. In a million world, billion world, trillion world. Rap moves on till the year 3000.
2: 3,000. 3,000. 3,000. 3, Gin. 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 Gin tonic. Gin. Gin. We are back, y'all, from the longing. We've been around the world like 700 times and uh before we get to it this film was screened in theater 13. theater 13. how do we keep finding ourselves back know. in this cursed cursed theater it
0: was in the dolby but it got bumped out today oh. by like spider-man or some bullshit <laughs> it got
1: bumped is that the so only hard. theater with no recliners
2: No, but it is the filthiest, jankiest, (laughs) most haunted. I mean, you go in and you look for your number on the seat and it has been rubbed off and not just rubbed off by time, but just rubbed off by dark activities Mm -hmm. like shit has gone down in that theater. The seats are stained (laughs) like the seats are supposed to be red fabric and the seat part is... Just a murky brown, yeah. And we're it's a hundred degrees out in the evening, and that AC was not up to snuff, not up to snuff,
0: y'all. Well, despite all the things, I was whisked away <laughs> by Dr. George Miller. But we, 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 we I got something to tell, to say,
2: <laughs> <laughs> say it, fishy.
0: speak it,
3: bishy, what's that shot?
0: Oh, it's from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Dr. Alithia Binney, Tilda Swin, is an academic, content with her l- life and a creature of reason. While in Istanbul attending a conference, she happens to encounter a jinn, Idris Alba, who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. This presents two problems. First, she doubts that he is real. And second, because she is a scholar of story and mythology, she knows all the cautionary tales of wishes gone wrong. The Jinn pleads his case by telling her fantastical stories of his past. Eventually she's beguiled and makes a wish that surprises them both. Period.
5: What?
2: (laughs) What a weird... Mm -hmm. Now, there's probably a reason that I instantly forgot the trailer above and beyond my professionalism in trying to be surprised by this film. Like... How do you market a film like this? That stops shows that they just punt it. They just kind of describe what happens. And that's it. There's yeah, no It's not just standard run-of-the-mill. What even genre is this? It's mythological. mythological. Mythological romance yeah. adventure. Millie, did you have any idea mm. that this that you were in for a ginzapalooza
1: no. tonight? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I I I wanted the dragons. They never came.
2: (laughs) Oh, they never came. Is there any argument in that department? Yeah. There was was a little dragon-like little looking guy. There's little literal dragons and figurative salad dragonry going on. Well,
1: there's plenty of that.
2: But the main action in this film takes place in a hotel room (laughs) in which she rubs the (laughs) lamp that she has acquired. And I think that's the first salad dragon the salad dragon a scene in a movie that is so bizarre baffling or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission or Reese with a spoon's leafy transformation in a wrinkling time I mean you get you get a giant Idris <laughs> Elba filling the entirety of the hotel room yeah foot filling it, the foot, doorway Foot! Yeah. like you've never like no amount no amount of wishes and hopes could have ever fulfilled that image quite like it was fulfilled for us tonight. And you can just feel the whimsy that George Miller brings to this film. Like, he is just delighted to show us all these things that cross his mind. Now, is the term genie culturally <laughs> insensitive
4: Maybe. or... Did, was that just a westernized word? And because the world is smaller, we just went back to the original pronunciation.
0: I'm, guessing, I'm guessing Miller went back to the original, but th- I, I don't know. That sounds correct, Justin. I, it's, I'll, I'll believe
4: that. It's it's kind of everywhere this year. I've heard the word a lot. Yes. It's in Miss Marvel. It's in What We Do mm. in the Shadows. People love gins. We gave up on Genie.
2: I think after Will Smith famously portrayed him in the Aladdin reboot, a remake, we're full on Gen from here on out. Yeah. Idris Elba gives
0: gives Will Smith's Genie a run for his money. I oh, my you. God. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's so many ways this can go wrong because we've seen Idris show up in all of his majesty in similarly unclothed <laughs> splendor in the film Cats. Where he played McCavity. Yeah, there's no one like McCavity. When he shrunk down to a reasonable size in the hotel room, he's still about double the height of Tilda Swinton. But when he shrunk down, I was like, uh oh, (sighs) I'm getting McCavity vibes here. (laughs) Like he's got some strange ears and he just has that twinkle in his eye, you know? And so I was a little concerned because this movie is a little more high minded. A little more serious than cats. The, <laughs> the trickster McCavity was lurking. Though.
0: Yes,
4: he was. <laughs> I like the character design quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like he had red palmed hands yeah. with gold mm. fingers and he kind of had weird blue scaly pants that yeah. weren't really
2: pants. He seemed kind of like a merman mm. on the bottom in a way. Yeah. Idris is so damn good. Him and Tilda. Mm. 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 The basic structure of the film is... He's telling her tales of how he ended up trapped in various bottles throughout his 3,000 years of titular longing. So we're in this hotel room as the framing device, but then we're whisked away to wild, far-off lands and distant history. Yes. And that's when George Miller really, you can feel him just spreading his salad wings out. Yeah, yeah. Just the craftsmanship. Like, a lot of CG is
0: used, but very beautifully, I thought. Um, Yeah. Like, just visually, like, you know, it's like you're listening to... I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell, you know, the power of myth. Of course. You're listening to Joseph Campbell tell mythological tales, but you're seeing them visually played out from George Miller. And I was just... um, I was enjoying...
2: Yeah, there's nobody, all there's all nobody the would, flashbacks. Yeah. There's nobody you'd rather show you this kind of stuff than him, especially in an R-rated film where anything goes. Yes,
4: it had a lot of uh, Guillermo del Toro quality. Yeah, to like yeah. the little flourishes of
2: monsters. Oh, and so many little flourishes.
1: And... Yeah, it was a good mix of like very um, adult, odd, and whimsical.
2: Yeah, and his first tale is of himself wooing the Queen of Sheba. And that has to be the second dragon.
1: Double dragon!
2: I can't even describe what is happening here. Who, who can best describe what happens in this scene?
0: Well, Solomon comes. Uh, King, King S- Solomon? King Solomon. <laughs> from the Song of Solomon. Yes. And he has a song to play. <laughs> oh, boy, does he and ever. And it's uh, quite a song. I'm going to probably look it up after this. Yeah. Um, and he, he has... A ha- accompaniment heart a harp <laughs> and he's got two kind of little creatures with him on the harp and then he's got some guys playing the bucket i don't know it's a whole dragon one man band one man band dragon arrangement and one man salad dragon band <laughs> yeah and and i was just yeah you know you kind of know when you're in the dragon and i was loving it
2: i mean that moment was more exciting than any sort of similar element that the last few star wars have reached for for me yeah like there was just such a i don't know you're just like yeah yeah it's about (laughs) time we saw some weird little creatures accompanying somebody on a fucking harp guitar yeah and everybody's totally like just vibing with it it's totally chill it's not crazy in this world
0: which now that you say like damn, I wish George Miller would direct a Star Wars right? film. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Let's hurry up, y'all. He's yeah. getting older <laughs> and older by the minute. He's like the the gin getting dustier and dustier but as it like, goes on.
1: That scene was interesting because it—that's what I'm talking about with this tone, right? Because it's very whimsical in the way that like he plucks the string and it breaks, and there's blood, and then it zips back together. And that's kind of when you start to see that this this lute, this three pronged lute, is like kind of magical, and yeah. everything starts to kind of come to life. But he's wooing the Queen of Sheba, right. and there is this sort of dark Pied Piper element to it as well. Yes, so it's got all these different tones, sort of m- like perfectly melding, which really shouldn't work, but it does work.
2: That's just the testament to George Miller being confident with his genre blending. Like he's always doing that. He's mm-hmm. always there's always something funny and something dark going on no matter what he's trying to get across. And that's pretty much throughout this movie. So uh, (laughs) the genie talks a lot about granting the wish of every woman's deepest desire. And he's talking to Tilda about that. And she's, you know, she perks up. We're all, we're all wondering, you know, what is Tilda, this repressed character's deepest desire? And she's like, what is every woman's deepest desire? And without missing a beat, Justin leans over and whispers to me, "Pete Davidson," <laughs> which would be which would be incredible to see him play like a foil to Idris's gin, like a like a dark, more mischievous gin that's trying to like. He pops in towards the end yeah. to, to woo Tilda. <laughs> yes, that'd be amazing. But one thing I have to say, like this interview with the vampire structure. Mm-hmm. Every time they go back to them in their white bathrobes, I'm just like, Ugh. like I get that they are contrasting these fantastic sumptuous flashbacks with the mundanity of these robes in this hotel room. Yeah. But that's they do it so much and it's so it's so present. That I'm like, you know, in Before Sunrise, they at least walked around a little bit. Can't he cast a spell and open up this this room a little bit? And like, maybe they're talking in some fantasy realm? I have a
4: few theories. All right. A lot of people wearing masks in the movie in the present day scenarios. So it could be COVID. It could also be half and half. You spend most of yes. your budget on the fantastical stuff, so that yeah. you only have this bottle. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Man, I don't scenario need <laughs> in which they're just talking in a hotel exactly. room. I yeah. don't
0: need visual sumptuousness from their hotel room or anything, or or you know, I guess they're an in instant bowl. So I think that you could. You I'm could, just saying you could add to it a little.
2: There's some soulful conversations going on. Yeah, that had they been dressed or anywhere literally anywhere else might have hit a little harder to me it feels like in a video game where you can customize your character and then there's like a really serious cut scene and then they show your character he's got like a toilet on his head like it undermines the seriousness of what's going on and i get that that's you know funny but the whole center of the movie keeps checking in with this hotel room. I just needed something else visually. I yeah, it was too. It
4: was very inert. I completely
0: agree. No, I, yeah. I mean, it was just... I thought the acting was strong enough between Idris and Tilda. Of course. And but, Tilda. That's, but
2: that's why I'm like, oh, if we could
0: take yeah, I mean, a little, little more. I'm sure if it wasn't COVID and they had an unlimited budget, they could have walked around Istanbul a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, it's like, I like that it was like mundane v. sumptuous. Yeah. But I could have used some other, like, let them do something else. Like, let them mix it up, even if it's in the hotel room. Let, let, get some more mileage out of your mun- mundane. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're
2: literally standing or sitting in the same. Same, like 10 square feet
1: with the same sort of robes on and i mean i i just thought that they they could have they could have maximized that a bit more they yeah. could have whimsied it a bit more there they could have mundaned it a
2: bit more sure, something. sure. It, just, it got
1: old and it got me a little bit bored even though the acting was spectacular
2: yeah but those tales those tales that he weaves i mean that yeah. shit is great no i kept getting whisked away <laughs> <laughs> it's reminded of like avatar
0: you know yes you just whisked away to what's the planet? Um, Pandora. Pandora. You just, yeah. and you just want to go back. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Soon.
2: Soon. Soon. So soon we'll be back. And there's there's a there's another tale where if you don't make your three wishes, he gets like stuck in this nether region where he can kind of float around and woo people to try to come back to his bottle to get him out and make another wish. And that sequence is very interesting because it's just so visually awesome to see the Jin's perspective just moving through and like trying to get people's attention. Yeah, trying to get in their minds. <laughs> trying to get in their minds and it's not working. And then there's these two brothers that are both in line for the throne. The brother that doesn't quite have the uh, the chops for the baby, leadership. The baby bro. The baby bro. He brings the third dragon hard. One, two, three, three. <laughs> oh, man. So, Milster... <laughs> uh, it was so It was so wonderful. <laughs> what happens? What happens with this baby bro?
1: Well, unresolvedly and unexplained, they're like, because they need to protect this younger brother because they think that, that the older brother's going to get killed in the war... They put him in a room lined with furs, like yes. very strange, right? But then they supply this room with what he really loves, which is a very big ladies. Yes. And and he the bigger they are, the better they are for this gentleman.
2: They refer to them as giantesses. <laughs>
1: And, I have and they say, are
2: a nude.
1: They're nude. And it was beautiful. It was I really enjoyed beautiful. it. It was
2: fantastic. Yeah.
1: I mean. Every
2: shot in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he was just surrounded by these ladies loving life, you know, dousing them with some feathers. Like, And it the was way soothing. that
2: Idris is like his fetish plays into my next <laughs> development or whatever, whatever he says then, so seriously. And then his
1: brother comes because he's going to maybe kill him because his brother's gone off the rails. And his mom's like, wait, wait, wait. And he needs to look through the peephole and just see what your brother's up to. And then you'll kind of not want to kill him. <laughs> so he peeps through the peephole and the the brother's like, oh my God, there's my brother. And so he comes to the peephole and he reaches his hand out and it is covered in what? Just, Question mark? Just, is it semen? Just is it sex? It is, is it food? It's, it it's, is
2: it is lubricated. It's <laughs> hedonism. And, and Hedonistic goo. It, yeah, it's ripping.
1: hedonistic goo, Justin. And then the mother sort of like t- kisses his hand covered in hedonistic goo. Yes, Gets it all over her hand and then gooily locks the lockbox back. <laughs> and it was truly... Truly moving.
2: I mean, his hand was gooey, y'all.
1: Yeah, it was gooey. And it wasn't just gooey. It was covered in like...
2: There were chunks. Chunks. There were chunks. Yeah. That
4: scene was like a live action family guy cutscene. Yes.
2: (laughs) You go to this film, you're going to see things you've never dreamed of before. (laughs) And you'll be better for it. (laughs) Then he has a third tale where he really falls in love with this woman and shows her all the knowledge up until that point in history and i thought that sequence was beautiful too in its own way
0: yeah i mean there's a lot of visuals that i just want to you can't
2: really explain a lot i can't
0: explain but i want to download and put in different things and yeah and yeah there's just um all four sequences were, were were satisfying to me
2: yeah and then we come back to tilda who still needs to make her wish and she makes that wish that is foretold in the schnapps (laughs) where she wants that love that he beamed so hard and beautifully at Sheba throughout his life and this this woman that he gave the the knowledge to and she wishes for that the repercussions of that take up you know the last third of the movie when they go back to London and he can suddenly hear all of the bullshit the the bullshit the bullshit in the air he's electromagnetic he's electromagnetic he could hear he could hear everybody's devices at once all the distractions from the mythological realm it's
4: like the warning where they tell you to turn off your cell phone before the movie he hears that all the time (laughs)
2: all the time and he's like I'm a gin. I can adjust I have a slight crouton oh crouton time
4: solid crouton
0: there's a point early on in the hotel room where he touches a MacBook Pro, and the uh, and the sound of the MacBook Pro starting up is like distorted. Distor- it's just beautiful, like it's just, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful MacBook Pro startup sound, like garbled and.
2: Yes, I yeah I love thinking of how long that they worked on that to make it just the right sound. Yeah, that was beautiful. There's, I mean, there's so like the margins of this movie are full of shit like that you know where you could watch this three times and still not see everything that he's got going on in this yeah
4: Yeah, there's interesting choices everywhere like Mm. tilda swinton types with only one finger yep
0: yeah there's just little details this is a master craftsman i think i might go back to the theater and see this Ooh. like this is yeah anyway
4: well you just want to see those
2: large ladies again (laughs) in that fur room (laughs) absolutely i do Let's go to them gin bones.
5: Mmm,
2: Bishki, keep on rocking with what you're doing. I, you. got, some, I got some love and light. Look, we've seen some shit
0: this year. Let's be honest. We've seen some real shit.
2: You're first to bone, though. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> first to bone. Look, folks, we've seen some shit this year. All right. We've seen some real shit. And... To get this kind of level of um nutrition is
2: yes that's the word
0: yeah that's what i was looking for uh is is really really very healthy and (laughs) i um right from the start i mean john seal's a cinematographer one of the great cinematographers
2: and in the book uh, about fury road they talk about him taking john seal out of retirement to shoot it and the fact that he's stayed unretired and collaborated with him again is quite a test of it
0: yeah no this is beautiful like from the get-go you know you're in the hands of a master filmmaker in terms of the visuals and yeah i was just really loving it throughout like you said george miller's n- not really a guy that you can like attach to a genre like mad right. even mad max the first one it's like hard to pinpoint the genre of right it. like it's like a it's a num- number of different things, but this one, like, yeah, how do you market like <laughs> a mythological tale? In, you know, in twenty twenty two to a um,
2: multiplex audience. Yeah, so we, we had two hard walkouts, by the way.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what more people want.
2: <laughs> what do you? We should have yelled at him. <laughs> what more do you want? Exactly.
0: I don't understand. Like, this is not getting great reviews. Um,
2: i did i haven't seen any of the reviews what people don't like this it's like 74
0: percent critics 74 Mm percent audience but i was like to me this is one of george miller's finest films (laughs) i uh like i said i think i might be coming back to the theater using my a-list to check it out again i don't
2: know if i've ever heard you say such words no
0: it's very rare and you know this is one of my top um ratings of the year i'm giving three and a half bones three and a oh. half from brother big strong and um he's never given four so you literally yeah the only thing can't what, get h- much higher than that the ending um you know maybe doesn't he does a cool soccer trick he does a really cool soccer trick <laughs> so that's that i almost bumped it up to four bones but but i'm gonna stay at three and a half i'm gonna watch it again and we'll sure. see how it how it fares in the end of the year
2: uh, review but All but right. uh, george miller damn Bishki has consumed some nutritious goodies. Lodge Mistress, I, I can't read you. I don't know what you're going to do here. I This seems like it's directly up your alley, but it might be the case that it's so up your alley that it misses the mark. So...
1: Well, Matt and I always talk about a smoky ghost and this was a sparkly gin, <laughs> but the sparkly gin was actually good. Yeah, that it, it was very cool. Yeah. I really liked that. You know, there was a lot about the movie the that I did really like, but it, it, for me, it was on the margins. Like there was lots of cool stuff, really cool, funny, tonally interesting stuff. But like. For me, the whole through line of the film was not very strong. Like the acting was really good, you know, but I wanted to, I really was like, every time we like left one of the stories in the past, I was like, oh, can't we just please go back to the stories of the past are so much more interesting right. than this story in the present. And Tilda's wish which she, she kept being like, you know, I don't want to make wishes because I'm going to make the wrong kind of wish. And then she freaking a asks for him to love her like yeah. I mean what is a worse wish than that I she mean in terms it. of like I didn't feel like that was very well established like I, I didn't think she would have really asked for that like I didn't feel like their relationship was that moving to me personally I, I thought it was really kind of forced I I I liked their chemistry but I didn't like their chemistry in a romantic way. Mm. So it just wasn't believable to me. The sort of the love story of this was not
2: believable. You didn't believe in their gin blossom.
1: <laughs> I did I really didn't. But I mean there was so much of of it to really like and find just completely wildly original. So so I give it complete props for that and the acting was just supreme. But it didn't work as a whole for me really remotely. But there was Mm. still a lot to love. So I'm going to give it two and a half bones.
2: Two and a half from the Lodge Mistress. Stern but fair. Brother Justin, did you get swept away? Oh my God, so swept.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of sparkly gin, did anyone see if there was a custom drink at MacGuffins? (laughs) I wanted
2: to look. I don't think... uh, The studios dumped this. This is not... (laughs) I wish, yeah. I wish there was an Idris, like he could have posed for, for some publicity shots with his drink.
4: Or they just changed the Sierra Nevada to 3,000 years of lager. Ah, <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, this yeah. is a uh, theme. Yes. I think uh, Mistress Millie and I are on the same page here. Mm. The The fantasy stuff was A+. plus. Uh, it's refreshing to see fantasy for adults that doesn't rely on like... Whorehouses and decapitations, Mm, even though there were those things pretty much. (laughs) True. (laughs) So I guess it still has those. But, you know, fantasy for adults, rare to come by without all the bad vibes that usually comes with it, a la Game of Thrones. That stuff, I mean, was mesmerizing. The details were incredible. But yeah, the hotel room stuff just got pretty inert and it just didn't have the momentum that I wanted. You know, early on, I was right there with Brother Bishke in that there were so many filmmaking choices that were just spot on. And it's I I love seeing filmmakers get better with age. Yeah, that's so So rare. So inspiring. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times there's a line in the sand where it's like they're great. They're edgy. (laughs) You know, they're putting it all out there. And then the second they have kids, their movies become boring. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what George Miller's got going on at home, but somehow being a grandfather made him fucking awesome again. He's <laughs> like, I made the Penguin movies for the grandkids. Now back to the fucking decapitations and
2: it's like he car chases. And, he and Clint Eastwood are on two different paths into into that, uh, that sunset. <laughs> you would never know that such an elder statesman made this movie. It could have no. e- just as easily been... You know, a twenty-five year old with too many ideas.
4: Yeah. Well, knowing him and Paul Verhoeven have a combined age of like one sixty <laughs> three thousand years is incredible. Um, but yeah, it never really quite came together for me either. Uh so I'm I'm right there at the two and a half line as well. Two
2: and a half from Brother
4: Justin.
2: Very close to three. A lot of love and light in there. A lot of love and light detected. Oftentimes what I do is thread the needle and that's what I'm doing tonight. The performances were amazing. I do, I, I, as I was watching it, I could see a version in which present day Tilda is woven in just a little bit, but we, we kind of go linearly through this Jin's journey and we stay in that amazing history mode. I don't know what movie that would be but I just my my inner magnets were pulling me to to imagine that. So the last third did kind of turn to dust a little bit mm-hmm. much like our hero does mm-hmm. here and there. But it's just so sumptuous and original and there's always something amazing to look at and it's it was a great time despite Theater 13 doing everything in its power to <laughs> to make it less so so i'm gonna go with three bones but they are meaty meaty bones yeah see it it's george miller you gotta see it go see
0: it
1: yeah see it and george as george requested or thanked us at the very beginning he had a little video (laughs) thank you for seeing it on the big screen as it was meant to be seen Yeah,
2: yeah yeah it was great seeing him and yeah i doubt this is going to be in theaters by the time this airs no but.
0: no this is probably going to be in theaters about five more days I
2: think. but it'll be on 2b tv or something <laughs> yeah. watch it on your biggest tv yes get your biggest get your biggest tv out and put this on it you'll have a good time Lodge Mistress millie thank you for joining us oh, tonight for this gin tale justin I'm happy you saw some things that uh, set your heart alight. Yeah. Anytime. And
0: Bishke, three and a half bones. I'm just like a ray of love and light. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> in a good mood. And, and I, I'm going to try to bring that into prestige season. Yes. I, I think that's where we're headed right now. Oh,
2: so, yeah. we are headed directly for it. And it yeah. is going to be a huge prestige season. Yeah, Brother Zach has been blowing up my phone with excitement. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to try to steer us head on yeah. to all the prestige. I, I
0: got a watch list of movies to come that is just looking really
2: good right it's now. It's going to be so, great. You know. So you,
4: you guys will hear me again in 2023. <laughs>
2: it's been fun. It's been fun. Just My the, time is over. <laughs> we're going to put you back in the bottle for a little yeah. bit.
1: Love and longing.
2: Love and longing, y'all. Your call has been forwarded
5: to an automatic voice message system. This is the resident hothead calling the LodgeCast hotline to leave his bone count For Dr. George Miller's 3,000 years of longing, uh, this, I guess, was his follow-up to the Mad Max Fury Road, where he's cashing in all his goodwill and studio clout to make his labor of love passion project, which which, uh, started off great and was very interesting and visually stimulating. But as the story or lack thereof kind of unfolded. It was a little uneven and lopsided with two leads, as much as I love them, uh, leaving a lot to be desired in the chemistry department. Um, I couldn't believe I kept thinking uh, about Guy Ritchie's Aladdin adaptation with Will Smith as the blue genie uh, as a baseline for watching this movie. Um, I was expecting a lot more hijinks and antics uh, a lot more set pieces as opposed to just being in a bathrobe, a hotel bathrobe, uh, waiting for room service, like for almost half the movie. And, you know, she doesn't even, until this one doesn't even make her first wish until over an hour in, which is never a good sign. Um, saw this in, uh, auditorium number 10, the Burbank AM six, 16, which was like 10% to capacity for 6.30 PM Sunday night showtime. And the crowd was unruly. There were people in our seats when we arrived, and um, a person on their phone watching TikTok videos at full max volume during the previews. Uh, Another gentleman in front of us uh, sleeping and snoring so loudly he had like sleep apnea, although he was waking up to eat handfuls of popcorn in between his snoring. So I'm not quite sure what his problem was. As well as the couple in the front row who took their phone out during the movie and kept the screen on full brightness. Uh, which I was making my eyes burn, so I can't imagine their eyes not bleeding. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with one and a half bones for this. i uh, I wish it was uh, greater and more entertaining, like a blockbuster uh, could be, but um, this yeah, uh, didn't really do it for me, and uh, I needed to get some some ice cream afterwards just to like pick my spirits up. Um so I'm very much looking forward to Dr. Miller's uh, next Mad Max movie, Furiosa starring Anna Taylor-Joy as the Shirley Theron character, where I'm sure we're going to find out how she lost that arm. Until then, uh, keep listening and we will see you at the movies!
4: I feel like I've been locked up a century of lonely nights waiting for
2: someone
1: Hated.